The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, you guys, look, it's Super Bowl weekend. It's Super Bowl. It's time for the Super Bowl, man. We finally got here. We had to pull out all the stops. My name is Brown. Beside me is my man, Mike Jones. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, everybody? Hey, look, had to pull out all the special guests. All the black podcast all-stars are with us today. Let me run it down. (laughs) Our good friend, been on the show multiple times from Tennessee. My man Mike Patton from SportsAwakening.com. Also got my girl Ashley Baker from About Nothing But Sports. How are you? And from D.C. from Fox Sports, it is Kelsey Nelson. What is happening? Hey. Good to be here. And Mike, I have to tell you really quick. When he said Mike Jones, I wanted to do my Lamar Jackson and be like, who? Let me tell you a little secret about this guy. Back then, they didn't want him. That's true, but now that, I'm hot. They what, all now he's hot. <laughs> well, what, what, what happened? Now, now you hot. What happens then? Oh, they all on me, dog. Oh, they all on you. Every last one of them. All right, now look, I'm glad I got you all here. I wanted to start with this because it is Super Bowl time. We've all covered the sport for a long time. We've all we're all longtime football fans. And I want to and Mike Patton, I'll start with you. What is your What is your very first Super Bowl memory? Where does it Where does it start for you? When When you start talking Super Bowl, where does it start for you? Well, it's going to start with the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. and watching uh, Steve Young get the monkey pulled off his back mm-hmm. when he finally won a uh, Super Bowl mm-hmm. with the uh, the 49ers. And that was a memorable one. That was the last Super Bowl that the 49ers won, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, what about you? Well, um, <laughs> well, hold up. Well, actually, going if you're gonna say something about the Cowboys, I cut you off right now. <laughs> you say, this, is well, be, yeah, this is gonna be the shortest show ever. You see me scratching the head, but I'm like, well, my earliest memory was when my mama was running around crazy in the house when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl back in the 90s. Wait, say that. We'll say, say that last part. Say that last part again. Back, back in when? 90s. Um, anyway, back in the 90s, so you know, but um, for me, I would have to say, um, definitely Brady's for a Super Bowl, man. Uh, you know, just y'all remind me because I don't even, it's been so many, it's been so many that man has been to. Help me, you know, oh, don't yarn. Help me remember the first, definitely Brady's first one, seeing how much of a stud he was. You know what I'm saying? It, it gets, you know, it, it was dope. Definitely Brady, you know, going for ring seven this week. I don't even need to say no more because I could, let me go get my shades because I knew I was going to have a block for tonight. I knew it. I should have grabbed my block for tonight because don't, I don't like this look. Don't do this was a mistake. I apologize to you already. I, I can already tell you like two minutes into the show, bringing Ashley on the show was a mistake. I, 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 I This was a fail on my part. <laughs> it's the best decision you've ever made. We'll see about that. <laughs> Kelsey, your very first Super Bowl memory. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a Maryland girl, right? So that 2000 Ravens defense immediately comes to mind, and that special Ravens team. And I think back to 2012 and the Harbaugh Bowl, Colin Patrick going at it, you know, and that Jones and so many on that Ravens team that made that one so special. Ed Reed singing two tickets to paradise at the parade in Baltimore after the Ravens won that game. Ray Lewis being the centerpiece of that Ravens team. But, you know, my earliest memory, you guys know my dad went to Grand State University. So the first thing I knew when I was a child was Doug Williams winning that Super Bowl for the Washington football team because obviously it's not a grand night 
said, well, you spent the last memory early on. You know, that is how I first got introduced to football and how I grew up with football. So that's the earliest memory. But seeing the Ravens do it two times and Lamar Jackson will eventually make it three times was something very, 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 very special to me. And again, because I'm a defensive girl, defense wins championships. Both those teams had special, special, special defenses. Again, 2000 Ravens, you can always go back to that defense. And then the 2012 Ravens team, such a, such a, such a special win. Beyonce, lights going on at the Super Bowl. You guys remember that game. New Orleans, are my friends. That was so special. Mm. Mm. That one still hurts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it, it's funny you bring up the two thousand Ravens because that it I always I think of that one because I actually lived in Baltimore at the time when Baltimore won the first Super Bowl, and I remember that whole that whole playoff run because Baltimore won. Uh, Baltimore goes to the playoffs. That's their very first playoff trip in franchise history. Eagles also went to the, uh, the playoffs that year, so when the playoffs start. I'm telling everybody in Baltimore, hey, you guys, hey, y'all follow me. Y'all listen to me, all right? My team has been in the playoffs before. I'm going to teach you guys how to how to carry yourselves in a playoff run. Now, if you remember, I think the Eagles lost in the very first round to, like, the Giants that year. And then the Ravens go on to the Super Bowl. And now, now they're teaching me because they're like, hey, now we're in the Super Bowl. Our team hadn't even been in existence for, like, 10 years yet. How long have you been an Eagles fan? And I made that same face that Ashley made when she was talking about her team and won since the 90s. I'm saying, See? And remember, for Baltimore, that meant so much. Because remember, it was a Baltimore city that was hurting mm-hmm. after the team had snuck out years before on the day. left in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Brand new franchise to Baltimore. And lo and behold, a new franchise. And first, still the boys are technically kind of new. They win a Super Bowl for the city of Baltimore. It meant so much. You know, Maryland, what do we do in Maryland? Crab cakes and football, right? We love our football team. We love the Ravens. It meant so much. And then the team to repeat that 12 years later. Mm-hmm. And again, closer with Lamar Jackson, which hopefully soon will be a Super Bowl. The Ravens are just such, such, such a special team. Like I said, that 2000s defense, so many fans will reference that because that kind of set the bar for so many defenses for years to come in terms of the National Football League. I see Ashley's face moving. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna let you get away with this to see Lamar Jackson get closer and closer. I'm just trying to get out. I'm gonna keep saying it. He's gonna get him right. Uh, clearly, that's clearly what this is gonna keep on throwing at Lamar. And I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm over here thinking positively about those crab cakes. That's, that's what I'm positively thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, ain't nothing wrong with a crab cake now. You know, look, look. That crab, cakes, crab cakes. Oh yeah, love them, love them, love them. And another thing, <laughs> it was it was funny. Like that that two thousand team was a two thousand that two thousand Ravens team was a really likable team. And mm-hmm. it's like that's pro. I, I'm somebody I firmly believe. I don't believe that you can have two teams, but I think that two thousand team was probably the most likable team I've I've ever been around that wasn't my my team. Like they had likable guys. Peter Bolaware, uh Ray Lewis, uh Mike McCrary, uh Tony Saragusa, Shannon Sharp. You know, they uh they just had a, 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 a guys that you were watching and as much as I wanted to hate on those guys because they were going to the Super Bowl and my team wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> and and, oh, like, man. and and what was funny? Like I felt like that team kind of made you like them. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I got Mike here. You know, Mike has covered the Titans for a long time. Mm-hmm. Titans, you know, that Ravens team used to go to war with the Titans. They still do. They, st- they still do. <laughs> they still do. And, and it's funny. Like I like I, I like where this series is going now. I like. Mm-hmm this current Ravens team against the current Titans team. Because I remember back in the day when it was Ray Lewis and it it, it was Ray Lewis in that defense against the late great Steve McNair and Eddie George. Now I bring, I, I bring that, I bring that up because you know, me and Mike, we're, we're here. We're from Philly. Eddie George is from my hometown. Eddie George is from Eddie. Eddie George is from here. I didn't, I did not know him growing up, but he lived in my old neighborhood. Eddie George was my guy. 
Ray yeah, Lewis and, and Ray Lewis ended that. Yeah. Ray yeah. Lewis was like, you know what? I'm your guy now. If y'all remember, Ray Lewis tackled uh tackled Eddie George that year, ripped the ball away from him and yes. ran it back in the end zone. Yes. He literally took the soul from the Titans that yes. year. Yes. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he ended my fan he, he ended my fanhood of Eddie George <laughs> after that play. He was like, you know what? That that's it. I'm your guy now. Eddie Eddie can't be your guy. I'm your guy. Yeah. What's right. about Ray Lewis? Remember the fashion he did it in. Remember he was undersized, undersized right in the linebacker position. And now we have so many guys that look up to Ray Lewis, saying, "You know what? My size doesn't matter." Because Ray did it. He did to the best of his ability. Look how long he played. There's a reason why his statue is outside of M&T Bank Stadium right now. One of the best to do with a vocal leader. And many guys that you that I've interviewed that play that same position. Ray Lewis's name is always mentioned. He forever took that position and change the game for the better. I think that's we're always thankful for he who is Ray Lewis in Baltimore. And, you know, I do have to fight you, though, because you said you can't have two teams. You can because I have two teams. I'm a fan of the but I'm employed by the Washington football team. I've never spoken to employers, so I have two teams. I am not one. I'm not going to bring you up here and mess up your bread, all right? I'm not going to mess up that bread. So if, if you know, you can't, you can't denounce either team got the team you grew up with the team that employs you yes and it's all it, it, it is all good real quick <laughs> shout, shout out to my brother-in-law dj premonition dj for the uh washington football team that's my man shout out to him <laughs> all right real, now let's, let's go to mike jones mike jones yes your, sir er, your early <laughs> Super Bowl memory. Ashley, I apologize to, the, to you in advance for this, but see, I, I'm a little bit older than most of us here, except JB, but you was, know, was JB right will here? tell you, like, back in the day before stuff like Red Zone, mm -hmm. you could only watch the local broadcast game, and so you watch your team, or like the one or two national teams that they used to feed you. And in my earliest memories, those national teams that used to feed you in the 90s were the 49ers and the Cowboys. Right. Now, me being from Philly, mm -hmm. I hate the Cowboys. So I ended up <laughs> becoming a, I don't want to say fan, but a supporter of the 49ers. Right. Because they were the team that could beat the Cowboys. Mm. So... <laughs> My earliest Super Bowl memories are watching the, I'm not going to give players names and age myself right now, but watching those 49ers in the 90s play, you know, playing football, those, those NFC runs going against the, the Cowboys every year where you knew whoever won that game was winning the Super Bowl. They, they won the right to beat Jim Kelly in the Super Bowl. So... <laughs> Oh, man. So, like, my earliest memories go back to that. So, like, I was always a fan of Jerry Rice and Ronnie Lott. Legends. Yes. So, even yeah. Deion, Deion Sanders was my favorite player mm -hmm. until he mm -hmm. signed with Dallas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I, I still love him. I, like, I still respect Pride, but. Yeah. It's just one of those things. You sign with the, you sign with the star. I gotta hate you now. Yeah, that's true. That, you don't that have true. to, but you really don't have to. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, yeah you do. I mean, first of all, you are like Ashley. You are like the Jackie Robinson of Cowboys fans. Like you're the first Cowboys fan we ever had on this show. And quite frankly, you'll probably be the last. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know if we could ever do this again. This this was, you know. But listen, to be fair, JB, come on now. I'm a realistic Dallas fan. I'm not a nauseating type of Dallas fan. I think all of y'all know that by now about me. That's why you got me on this show, because I'm not in the cloud Dallas fan. Come on, I've, I've never been that type. I'm not that. I'm not that one. Um, I call them out on their BS, and I'm not unrealistic. 
And but I'm not gonna let you just trash my team now, especially if you're like a Philly fan or an Eagles. Oh, please. Ashley, can you remind me who was the last team to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Texas Stadium? It's skipping my mind for some reason. Do you remember that team? Oh, yeah, from Baltimore, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Never heard of him. Never heard of probably beat themselves if, if uh, that's usually what they do. So. Well, well, first of all, we brought you on this show because you know you're a professional. We respect your opinion. We expect your your, your, your you. viewpoints. Yes. Now, as far as like not being nauseating as a Cowboys fan, I I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> like slightly. You know. You've seen me be nauseating before, JB, as a Cowboys fan. I've been nauseating y'all seriously. I've seen the two of you all go back and forth in a oh, Twitter group. Different. He's like that's a rival. That's a rival type of situation. Mm. Like I'm not, I'm not nauseating. I'm not I, going I don't, for. With Mike Patton about Dallas, and he's a Titans fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, that is true. That is true. That is true. true. I'm always talk trash to the Washington (laughs) football team, the Giants, and Philly fan. Like, y'all gonna get that out of me all the time, as we should. As as you know, and, and this is something I discuss with Mike Jones all the time. Like me, I I feel I I am a giving man. I I celebrate giving, and I feel like it is my my. It, it I am called to give cowboy fans all the smoke that they need. You know, that's what I'm here for. You know, I like I like I, I see Ashley. I feel like y'all just jumping bad though because y'all got a championship. So you you know you can you can you can run all that. You can give me all that noise now. But we before the championship, you really didn't have a leg to stand on, and you know. So I, I mean, but I have that leg to stand but on Dallas now. Dallas is the winningest team and, in the division in history. But who won the division here? Let's make sure we give props to the Washington team. <laughs> I mean, girl, they all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, I get it. I completely understand your fight, but I don't understand why people hate Dallas so much. We haven't won anything in over 20 years. We're, I mean, we literally, like, how are y'all still so, uh, like, well, uh, not the Philly fan, because y'all are our rivals, I get that. But, you know, I mean, Mike, tell me, why do people hate Dallas so much? Is it really the fans, or do y'all just don't like the organization, or like, uh, real? like I would like to know. See. It's the fans, and it's Jerry Jones. That's the two biggest things right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate Tony Romo. Tony Romo gave me the business when I was playing college football. That's the yeah. He 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 tore our team up. But yeah, I like Tony Romo, even though he did all that to us. But um, I don't I don't I don't hate the Cowboys players. He just I don't like the Cowboys, and I don't like Jerry Jones. I just something about Jerry Jones. I don't know. He, he, I don't know. I know what to say. This. Well, here's the deal. That's y'all only thing. Join the club because his fans don't like him for it. We don't care for Jerry Jones either. So I don't know. You know that's what that's what we all have in common. Though. The fans don't like him that much either. But you know, I, I digress. I'm... All right, the market. I'll give you that. All right, other than that, a lot of fun talking about yeah. our football memories. But we do have a game coming up this weekend. Yes. So, Ashley, I'm gonna start with you because. I know you were one of the few people who, from the beginning of the season, was who was able to see the Buccaneers make, making it this far, to making it to this point, to be in the Super Bowl. So I'll start with you with this question. What is it that you want to see from the QB matchup this Okay, let me rephrase. What do you think will be the most important aspect of the QB matchup going into this game? that would help decide the outcome? Um, I would have to say on the Bucs side, I, I need um, – I mean, Brady got to bring it, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's essentially staring down his successor in GOAT talk. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he got to bring it. And I, I want – me personally, I just would love Brady 
to remind the student that he's a student and just remind the student that he is the teacher and this is what he do. He does this. Patrick Mahomes is a phenomenal player. Um, to be honest, Brady's probably going to have to do a lot of keeping up with him on Sunday because we already know what Patrick Mahomes gives. We know what the man is going to be. He's a stud. That's absolutely fine. But I would like Tom Brady to just kind of do what he do. You know, the odds of him losing a Super Bowl is just slim to none at this point. I mean, the man has been there this many times. And the odds of him losing, it's not, you know, it's not very likely. Like, J JB, I see you with this face. But listen, it's, it's just not very likely that the man will lose a Super Bowl. So I need, to to in there. <laughs> I need him to go in there with that same confidence, that same Super Bowl swag that he approached every Super Bowl with. Um, And, you know, I need I don't need. I would like to see Patrick Mahomes just be him. Honestly, I mean, like I said, he's he's probably Brady's successor in goat talk. Um, so that's 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 what I think. He going to it same way he's approaching the other Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes just keep being Patrick Mahomes, and I think we're gonna be in for a hell of a, a show Sunday night. Okay. So uh, okay, yeah. go ahead, JB. Did that answer the question? I'm sorry. You did. Okay. So. I mean, you put it out there, and and I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. As much as I live to disagree with you, Ashley, you know, I mean, you are right about Tom Brady being Tom Brady, but you know, I I guess what what I'm looking at is I I feel like this might be one of the toughest matchups that he's had, and that it's not necessarily a given that he will walk out of this with a win, and. If he if he was to lose the Super Bowl, what does this do to Tom Brady's mystique? Having that, you look at the way he you look at the way he has lost Super Bowls in the few times that he has. Took an undefeated team throughout the whole season, eighteen straight wins, then loses in the Super Bowl. If he were to then follow that up and lose in the Super Bowl in his own home stadium, does that change? the way you look at Tom Brady or is it just like, you know, the, the GOAT status is etched in stone. Are, are we saying that? Like, would, would losing this Super Bowl change how you view Tom Brady? I think in terms of his GOAT status being solidified, I don't think that that changes. For me, it just wouldn't change it um, because let's just keep in mind, and this is not an excuse, the man is 43. He's playing with people half his age. He's making his 10th Super Bowl appearances, coming off of his 14th conference championship. Like, that that's an, I'm not saying that that's enough. I know he would love to get ring seven. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that this, you know, changes it. I don't think that it's going to be a problem for Tampa offensively. I think if they struggle, it's going to be with the defense. And Tom Brady does not play defense. He's not out there playing defense. So um, it, I, I would put my money on Tampa's defense losing this for Brady and the Bucks, then more I wouldn't put money on the you know Brady and the offense losing this game for them. I would I would put it the fault would probably lie with the defense, and I'm not being biased here. I'm just saying. All right, well, Kelsey, let me ask you now: What do you think if hypothetically the Chiefs were able to pull this game out? On the flip side of the same question, how do you think a win this week would impact how we look at Mahomes' legacy long term? Yeah, you know, he gave the sweetest teacher reference. And, you know, I think most teachers know when it's time to when the students start to do more or do better than you, right? And Patrick Mahomes, I remember watching him last year in person in Miami. And I'll tell you, I was like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is great, but I'm not fully sold on him. Watching him in that Super Bowl, in that fourth quarter, and I know you guys remember that fourth quarter, and just the way that he did it, his leadership so young and in style, and to be back here, and we know how hard it is to run it back, and he's back here, and we're talking about him, it's going to solidify his legacy. We saw that huge contract that he did, but we're already talking about a baby goat, Patrick Mahomes. You know how special that is? A guy that no one, was on nobody's radar, really, coming out of college, right? A guy that, quite frankly, you know, we thought maybe... Alex Smith would do something, and, you know, who knows what would happen with Patrick Mahomes. And now, lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes is that guy. I mean, he's making the greats. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and all these greats. 
like, oh yeah, they're great and all, but did you see Patrick Mahomes? Did you see what he did? I remember these behind the back passes that he's doing. I mean, he's really having fun because he is that great, right? He just is that great. And that just lets you know all that he's doing. We're talking about him because his legacy so early on is building. And that's why when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, it's actually scary what he might do. I mean, Brady set the bar this high. Where will Patrick Mahomes set that bar? Because he's already won a Super Bowl, about to do it again. He's what, 25? Don't you wish we could have did that when we were 25? Like, and then to do it and beat the GOAT, how special is that, right? Because it's one thing to win when you knock off somebody at the top of their game and then do a back-to-back in his home stadium. I think that would mean a lot. And then I think we really do have to start talking about giving more respect to Patrick Mahomes. I know he has the weapons and everything else that we consider him about Brady throughout his career. But Patrick Mahomes is truly special. You know, there's a reason why his agent, Lee Steinberg, said, I was trying to tell y'all when he was coming out of college that this guy was going to be special. And lo and behold, we're seeing it. And so I think Ashley made a great point about Brady. I think for Brady, it still will be a, if he wins, look, seven rings is something spectacular, right? We don't know if we'll ever see that again. But then again, look, there's this guy, Patrick Mahomes, that maybe if somebody's going to do it, it will be him. Lo and behold, also, he's with this guy named Andy Reid, also somebody very special in his own right. And so I think Patrick Mahomes, I saw his legacy built last year, but he's continuing to write the writing on the wall, and he's really setting that new bar. Very high for quarterbacks. We were talking about the AFC, and Mike will know this. You know, at first it was Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes has separated himself out because he's won a Super Bowl and maybe about to do it again against the greatest to ever do it. Brady's not just letting this go easily, right? You know, Brady's having fun saying he thinks he can do it again. He went into Tampa Bay and did what many of us, quite frankly, and I was one of those people, I didn't think he could change around this team to play Buccaneers team. But now it's relevant. Patrick Mahomes made the Chiefs relevant again. We had to wait, what, 50 years for last year to happen? Like, how special was that? Now we can't get enough of Tomahawk Chop. Right? I mean, Chop. So everybody's doing it because they know how special that team is. And I'll say to Ash's point, the Cowboys fans aren't the most annoying now. It's the Chiefs fans. That's because they know how they have that guy, Patrick Mahomes. And I would be arrogant and happy, too, if Patrick Mahomes, you know, was my quarterback. So I think if he beats Brady, for one, maybe he'll fumble Brady a bit, but knowing Brady, he'll still be competitive. He's already saying he's going to play past 45. Who knows? Hopefully his old line can protect him long enough to play past 45. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, I think the writing's on the wall. He's going to be that guy that we now don't care everyone to do. Basketball, it's MJ. Right now, it's Brady. But if Patrick keeps at this trajectory very soon, he will be the guy that everyone is compared to. This is setting just a new level of football. Think about him. This guy's great. He can throw the football unlike any other. And the guys love him. And his leadership, even. I've been impressed with his leadership. The team truly believes in him. The coach believes in him. And so I think, again, it's so early. But Patrick Mahomes, legacy being written. And I'm just glad that we're a part of history watching him compete. You talked about what what we were doing at 25. <laughs> when, I, when I was 25, I was watching the Ravens win their first Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> while, my, right. while, while my team was getting eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Think about that. I mean, 65, like, just had a game. You also have a movie. Like, literally, Patrick Mahomes has that, like, perfect life. Like, if you could go back in time, I mean, you would probably want it to be much like Patrick Mahomes. And, again, it's still so early on. And think about what if Patrick keeps at this level, what will we talking about when he's 43? Right? If he's at this level when he's 43. Will he have made that Chiefs team the true dynasty to be that used to be the New England Patriots? Will he do that for the Kansas City Chiefs? And just think about how special that would be. And right now, again, they are the team to beat. And if as much doesn't change for them, they have a young team. The Kansas City Chiefs are a pretty scary team. And that's because of that guy, Patrick Mahomes. And I'll even go to say this. You can put Patrick Mahomes in a lot of different offenses, offenses and he will make that team so much better. Mike, think about putting Patrick Mahomes with the Titans. That would be interesting, right? Think about putting the Ravens. That would be interesting. Ashley, think about putting Patrick Mahomes with the Cowboys. That would be interesting. And JB, for yeah. you know, we will see you as a quarterback. You feeling this podcast? To hear this more, go to soundcloud.com slash bitwsports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.
I'm Brandon Graham from the Philadelphia Eagles. Every day during the COVID-19 pandemic, our frontline workers are out there serving us. Bus drivers and grocery clerks, sanitation workers, police, firefighters, and healthcare workers. They're taking care of us. Now let's take care of them. Wear a mask when you go outside. Protect yourself and protect others too. We can do this. Let's mask up Philly. Help stop the spread. And now, a few thoughts from your boy Brown. Y'all gotta clean the snow off your cars. Especially if you gotta drive on the highway. I am tired of driving behind people who got big giant slabs of snow frying off their car. If you a guy, there's absolutely no reason for there to be snow flying off your car. And it's even worse when you got a little car. You see a dude driving around in a Prius or a Focus or a Kia Soul or something like that. Uh, A Mini Cooper, a Fiat, and you still got snow on your roof and you a grown man. That's, oh, come on. That's unacceptable. Y'all clean the snow off your cars. Check out your boy Brown during the workflow weekdays at 2 p.m. On the grown folks group, phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, everybody, we are here with Jonesy and Brown. We got Mike Caddy, Ashley Baker, and Kelsey McCall Nelson in with us for a football roundtable discussion. We are having a good time so far. I'm enjoying myself. Now, Mike Patton, let me ask you a question. We're talking about right now Patrick Mahomes and the trajectory he has been on throughout his impressive young career. Let me ask you this question. With some of the setbacks the Chiefs have had on their offensive line recently, how do you see Mahomes being able to stand up against that Bucks defensive line, which is probably the strength of the Tampa Bay defense right now. How do you see that playing out? Well, I don't see them faltering too much, uh, honestly. Uh, you know, Fisher goes down with a Achilles injury. You've got one guy that's in COVID uh, protocol, you know, uh, leading up to the game. Uh, so, you know, I don't see it necessarily harming them too terrible. Terribly, I should say, uh, because Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, those two offensive minds are going to get together and more than likely scheme a way to, you know, kind of slow down the Tampa Bay pass rush uh, with JPP and with uh, Shaq Barrett. And uh, as they, if they're able to do that and also incorporate the running game uh, with, uh, you know, the, the myriad of weapons they have running the football, then, of course, you can keep Tampa Bay's off defensive line off balance and it will make up for the guys that you're missing. And I think those those offensive minds are creative enough to do that and to keep them off balance at least a little bit during the game. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to throw a question out. I'm, uh, I'm going to let everybody answer. Um, Ashley, we'll start with you. Looking into this game, looking beyond just the quarterback on the offensive side of the ball still, which group of offensive weapons do you actually think is more dynamic? You've got Hill and Kelsey on one side, but then you look at Tampa Bay on the other side, and they have the plethora of weapons from A.B. to Evans to Godwin to Gronk. Fournette is the all-purpose yards leader so far to date in the playoffs. 
So he's finding his groove at the right time of the year. So everybody thinks about the explosive plays they see from the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill running past everybody. But this Bucks uh, off offense is not to be underestimated either. Which offense would you want going into this game? Does that include quarterback or just the weapons? <laughs> the, uh, the, the surrounding groups around the quarterback. Okay, right. Um, oh, that is a toughie. That is, that is not an easy question, Mike Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, this is one of the rare times where I feel like, and, and honestly, this is just God kill me. This is just a testament to how great Patrick Mahomes is. I honestly feel like with this question, less is said. I feel like what Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey do, it's just, it's unfair. It's unfair how dynamic they are in their positions, man. And that's tough for me to say. Because like you just said, I just mentioned you just mentioned all those weapons that Tampa has. Um, and I feel like they're a lot more stacked talent-wise, obviously, than than Kansas City is. Um, but man, I I I oh man, Cheetah is he is just that man. I mean, he is stupid fast, scary fast, and Travis Kelsey is obviously the best tight end in, in the league. Um, I I probably go with the uh, with the with the with the Patrick Mahomes offense. Okay, Kelsey, how about you? I, feel like I need to hide after that. I need to put my head in the sand somewhere after that. Damn, that was hard. <laughs> so I love this question because both quarterbacks have weapons. You know, you talked about on the Buccaneers side with Evans and Godwin, AB, you know, uh, Gronk. Um, you know, Scotty Miller. I mean, you can touch on so many and then Ashley touched on the Chiefs weapons, which I think have been so special. Like you said, Tyree Kill and the season that Travis Kelsey's having. You talk about a guy you want on your fantasy team, just a guy that has really took the tight end position to another level. You know, Hardman, Robinson. I mean, there, there's oh, there's so many names that you can draw on. And mm -hmm. for a quarterback, it's a quarterback's dream. Like, both of these teams have weapons. I think my question for Godwin, though, and I remember watching him during the Washington football team game, and the Washington football team almost upset with Tom Brady with a guy that was in college taking classes that comes on for the Washington football team. A name that's really now ringing bells in Washington and Taylor Heineke. And I remember Godwin was dropping those balls. And I think if he can have a solid, I think if Tom Brady can trust his receivers, because you know Tom Brady, if you drop a football, you're going to hear it from Tom Brady. <laughs> if he puts it in your hands, you better find some type of way to catch that football. And I think it was a very special group. And we talked about Leonard Fournette and the impact that he had. I don't think enough people are talking about him and just how dominant he's been in this postseason. So I think for me, oh, it's tough. Because going against Hill and Kelsey is very, very hard. But I do decide what's being built in Tampa Bay. But Chris Godwin, I need you to catch those balls. Again, if it touches your hand, make the catch and pull it down somehow, some way. But I really feel like the Super Bowl is more so even, which I think is why we're all excited for this football game. We have two high-powered passing offenses. So best believe these quarterbacks are going to find a way to get the ball um, out and about. Again, so many big games on both sides of the football. So sorry, Sister Ashley. But I, think no, I was going to say, you know what, um, just to piggyback off what you're, you were saying really quick before you guys move on. I mean, you know, with, with Kansas City, um, it's it's the yards after the catch, bro. That's just oh man, that just kills you. I mean, you, when you think you got them, when you think you have a hold on on Travis Kelsey or Tariq, they just make some type of spectacular move and they're gone. And once they're gone, they're gone. Um, Ashley, and, to your point, yeah, man. Um, with having seen Andy Reid as long as I did in Philly, one thing I do know is what everybody here thinks about Tyreek Hill and his speed is just a go-right route speeding you over the top. Andy Reid knows how to get receivers into space mm -hmm. and exactly. go across on, on horizontal routes just as well as All the time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. This so is, it's not just the over-the-top routes that you have to worry about with that speed. Right. Plus, this is why y'all been seeing me press out Todd Bowles all week. Mm -hmm. He better be up right now <laughs> looking at ways to beat this team because it's it's just scary. Those two people alone, they're just scary. And like you know, Kelsey was saying, I didn't even name everybody else. I'm just, oh, God, it's just so much attention on those two guys. I usually just slow them down worse, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, so, oof. Again, Travis Kelsey set that bar high this season for what he's done in his position. Him and Patrick Mahomes talk about a romance. I mean, they're best friends, right, on and off of the football field and their connection and their chemistry is something special. And, look, I'm ready to see um, Tyree Hill dance because he's going to get a touchdown. <laughs> he's ready to break out the dance moves. Again, once you had a taste of victory, like once you have a taste of something good, you want it back. Chiefs were just there. They were in sunny Miami. Now they're in sunny Tampa Bay. Uh, they want that win back. They want another unique ring. They're young and hungry. And then to be a team that gets to take it away from Tom Brady, I'm just saying I see everybody stepping up. And it's just that special. Now, if I can really quickly take it back, and I think back to the Super Bowl I did in Atlanta, and that um, Patriots team, right, against the Rams. You guys remember that news fest, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was nothing happening, you know, offensively. Well, that's not the team Tom Brady has this year, right? He has guys that will step up big, and that's why I'm expecting a big game because I think – Offensively, again, it's going to be hard to block these speedsters of guys. Ashley talked about the yards after the catch. You don't want to be on the wrong end of that highlight because when they're gone, they're gone. If I'm even to every kill this past me, I'm injured. I'm injured. Take me off the field because I refuse to be blasted on social media. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because you guys, you guys made a couple of points that I wanted to touch on. Like one point that Jonesy had made about Andy Reid and being able to scheme being able to scheme wide receivers open. And if you couple Andy Reid with a quarterback who can also throw a wide receiver open, who can make those passes, you know, to be to be cliche, putting the ball where only the receiver can catch it. That's, that's one heck of a combination. But I also think when you look at this matchup, it's a microchasm of the conversation that we have been having about the quarterbacks itself. You know, Tom Brady being the elder statesman. Tom Brady is the one at 43 years old, you know, at this point now is just building on a legacy. He's got his six rings. He's going for the seventh. He's in his 10th Super Bowl, which is unheard of for everybody. You know, and you, you have him. And on the other side, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's at the beginning, who looks like he will have a legacy of his own. But then you look at the pieces around him, you know, I think pop, like when you look at it, it might not be as stark a contrast, but I think you look at Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay appears to be the older team. They have older pieces, you know, of course, Tom Brady being 43, Gronk being 31, 32, having uh, just recently come out of retirement. But then you look on the other side, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Sammy Watkins, who are all you know, young guys in their prime. And that's kind of, that's, you know, th that's the rub. Like, the Chiefs are young, are that young, hungry team. They're that young, you know, that young, hungry team. And are they hungry enough to defeat these, these seasoned vets? Are they, you know, are they th that team? Can they do this? Yes, they're, they've, you know, they've, they've already proven that they can go to the mountaintop. They've already proven that they can get to the top and win it all. But now they're looking across the field at the greatest of all, the greatest of all time. Now, Mike, I wanted to I wanted to ask you a question, basically about the coaches, because we had, uh, at this point now, with staring with the opportunity to win a second ring, and you couple that with the success that he has now had in Kansas City and Philadelphia, where do you? Where would a Super Bowl ring put Andy Reid in greatest coaches of all time? Mm. Wow. <laughs> mm. As far as greatest coaches of all time, I can't put him at the top of the list. No, uh, I, mean, I can he, definitely he, put him. He, he, he's definitely inching his way up there. Yeah, He's inching his way up there. You know, of course, there'd be uh, two Super Bowl wins and uh you know, he's inching his way up there. I don't know if I can put him in the top 10, but he is inching his way there. And with his innovative offenses and with just the things he's done with lesser wide receivers made them better. Like, 
you know, the immortal Todd Pinkston. Nobody heard of him ever after he was in Philly. So, you know, uh, all those different weapons and things that he's done. I know it's not a good name in Philly. But a Mike, look, this will not get you cut off as fast as Ashley talking about the Cowboys. But if you bring up Todd Pinkston again on this show, you hey, 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 man. You might as well bring up J.J. Ortega Whiteside. I, I knew what I was doing bringing him up. That's painful right there. Well, Andy, I know he's making everyone in Philadelphia missing, miss him. If you look at Reed, he's, what, the sixth winningest head coach in NFL history already? Already, right? 224 yeah. total victories. He's inching up there, so you have to put respect on him. He's the greatest. No, I mean, you have to give props to him. Love or hate, you got to give him props. You have to pay homage um, where it's due. But, again, Andy Reid is demanding respect. And, again, if they can keep this team together – and somehow it's hard to go against him. And he done it. And even he's not likable, mind you. He's players coach. All the players like him. But he's proving that he can win and now at the highest level. So I think if he wins this, again, we're going to have to have a serious conversation about him. You know, we'll all fly in church and everything. Because he demands that respect. You know, for me, we kind of, kind of found like his – like his soulmate quarterback. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and like Belichick had it with Brady. I mean, we know everything that they've done together. Um, and I feel like, you know, he, man, Andy Reid was always so close. I mean, my gosh, I was really, as a Cowboys fan, sick and tired. <laughs> Of this man constantly getting y'all to the NFC Championship, constantly sticking y'all far in the playoffs. I mean, it was, it was sick to my damn stomach. But, um, but you know, I, I was really happy when he won last year because um, he had just he was always getting so close, and then you know, actually getting to the Super Bowl that year, where uh, you know, y'all know what happened that year. You know, I'm not going to take y'all back down memory lane. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, man, you know, so for him to finally get it last year, I was really, really happy for him, and and I think that when it's all said and done, um, Mike Patton, he probably will be top 10, um, especially if, you know, he stay kicking it with the Chiefs. I don't see I'll say this about I'll say this about Andy Reid, and I've said this a couple times, and I don't know if people have heard me when I said this. I think if he wins this championship, that Andy Reid will retire, and Eric Bieniemy will take over that team. Interesting. Mm. That is an interesting theory. Interesting. That is interesting. I, I will say this real quick. Uh, shout out to my man, Javon Alford. Uh, him and I uh, hosted a, a podcast for a long time. And it was a couple of years ago, before before Patrick Mahomes was drafted, Eagles were getting ready to play the Chiefs, and we had on a uh, we had on a, a beat writer for Kansas City. And up until then, Kansas City, Andy and Kansas City had had, they, they had had a, a somewhat successful. They had some winning seasons, won, maybe, uh, won a division title or two, never really, you know, couldn't really jump, get over the hump yet. You know, they still had Alex Smith as their, was their quarterback. You know, they hadn't really, they, they hadn't grabbed the brass ring. And I had asked this reporter, were fans in Kansas City starting to grow tired of Andy Reid? Like, you know, you know, he, he came in, he got some success, but he actually, you know, he hadn't even really had the success that he had in Philly yet. You know, you think about what he did in Philly, you know, just getting to those conference championship years, you know, over and over and over. He hadn't had that yet. So my question to him was, you know, are, are Kansas City fans growing tired of Andy Reid? And he was like, nah. He was like, if you look at the if you look at where Kansas City was before Andy Reid got there, and and he, he basically he said in Kansas City, Andy Reid could write his own ticket before Patrick Mahomes even got there. Mm. He was like Andy Reid was walking on water in Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes even got there. So now that Patrick Mahomes is here, now that they're winning Super Bowls, now that they're going back to Super Bowls, now that you, you have a team that's, you know, looking at, you know, pretty much looking at a potential dynasty, you know, 
you know, maybe he does walk away this year. But at this point in time in Kansas, like Andy Reid is God in Kansas City. <laughs> you know, it's yes, yes, he, he is, he, and he can he get any it. any any uh, barbecue ribs anywhere in town for free, probably. Love him, and I think the great thing about Chiefs fans is that they ride hard, and they ride hard for Andy Reid. They ride hard for their quarterback, cool. and now it's paying off, right? So they got a taste of victory last year, and here we are again. And let me tell you, they see many Super Bowls to come, mm. right? Because yeah, the way this team is constructed, unless something drastic happens, it's going to be hard to count the Chiefs out, right? Just because, I mean, just wow. And to this date, I mean, even with the NFL, we don't even see anybody that looks Patrick Mahomes esque. Yet, not to say it wasn't, of course, we had to see Patrick Mahomes go into Patrick Mahomes, but it's special. So, Andy, I mean, what his legacy is great, but I think, you know, you can't underestimate the value of a good head coach. I look last year at last year's MVP in Lamar Jackson and last year's head coach, uh, head coach of the year in John Harbaugh. How special that relationship is because they trust each other. That's the same thing I see with Patrick Mahomes and Andy, right? That trust between you were here in Washington. Why Ron McCord is named NFC head coach of the year, you know, because they trust him. And Washington went through a lot this year, but they trusted their head coach. They saw his struggle in battles with Kansas. They saw their quarterbacks uh, battle coming back to the football field, not Smith. And that relationship with the coach speaks so much. We talked about Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, Ron McGarrett. It's the respect there, and not only because the wins, right, but because they're starting to build these legacies. And Andy Reid is atop that legacy. But Mike, you make an interesting point because if Eric Bieniemy couldn't get any team, you would wish it would be the Chiefs because that's the team that he deserves. But at the same time, again, once you start winning, I feel like the road's pretty easy for Andy Reid. I don't know if I just even saying goodbye yet. It's very interesting. Well, Andy well, Reid is. If it happens, you stay at him first. I will give you all the props and credit, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Andy yeah. Reid is 62 years old, so he is at, old. at this point, no one could fault him if he decided he wanted to retire whenever he's ready. So it will be interesting to see what happens with Eric Bieniemy's future because he does seem like a very bright, capable guy, and I was expecting him actually to get hired some, by someone in this hiring cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely be following his future closely to see what happens with him now okay i'm looking at the clock all right we still got a little time left so my next question is we've been talking a lot about the offenses of these two teams and rightfully so because big names a lot of star power a lot of explosiveness on both teams but as the old adage is has taught us defense wins championships of these two teams kelsey i'll start with you which defense do you think is more likely to make the winning plays in this game yeah you know mike i think hit on this earlier but you look at the buccaneers right you look at Dennis white david Shaquille Barrett, jpp uh sue i mean oh, it's just just wow you look at how many times they've been able to get to the quarterback this season. You look at the sacks that they've had. Uh, it's a special, special, special team. And Ashley just said that name in what we trust now on the defensive side of the football in Todd Bowles and what he's built with this Buccaneers team. And, you know, the one thing about Brady, as much as we can rave about Brady, one thing Brady does not like is to be pressured in that pocket. If he's pressured, Brady does some crazy things. You can go back to that game um, against the Saints, right? And this is a team where Brady can't have had multiple interceptions. Uh, I mean, you know, this is a team where if Kansas City is able to get to Tom Brady, right, it's going to be a game changer. But on the defensive side, I look at the defense and what Todd's goal has built. If you get to Patrick Mahomes, he does have that toe injury, right, that we're still kind of monitoring and making sure it's okay. We saw that concussion that he had. I do think it's a different game because the best thing you can do for Patrick Mahomes, which we all know is what? Make sure he's not on that football field. Because when he gets on that football field, he can do stuff that's very special. Those names I said on the defensive side of the football, I think it's so special. I think this is also very special with Todd Bowles if we're talking about coaches because it might give him another look at being a head coach again in the future because of what he's doing with this defense. And again, with those names, we know Sue wants a ring. JPP, you know what he's been through. Like, these guys are hungry. They're playing great defense. I don't think they've gotten the credit this season for it. I mean, you've had great defenses in football, but what they've built, and to make the Buccaneers a top five defense, who would have said that before the beginning of this season? So again, they're making defense 
relevant again in Tampa Bay. And then to do it on your home field where you're used to playing too, I think it's going to be special. So honestly, I'm going with the Buccaneers defense is not to count out the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs were very more so talking about the offensive side of the football. Again, they have a solid defense. But the Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, and what this defense has, they're going to bring the pressure. Patrick Mahomes is going to fill it. And I do think they will have a turnover. I'm claiming it now. So I do think it's going to be uh, a defense that makes a difference and it will be a game changer. As you said, Mike Jones, defense wins championships. All right, now, Mike Patton, what are you expecting to see on the defensive side of the ball, especially what do you think the Chiefs' game plan defensively will be to try to contain Brady in that Tampa Bay offense? Well, it's definitely going to be pressure. But uh, the thing about Brady is Brady likes to step up in the pocket, mm -hmm. and the Chiefs' best pass rusher is right there in Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. So for, in order for Brady to be, you know, tap dancing around and trying to run outside and do those type of things, Chris Jones has to be active and engaged defensively in the game. Um, another guy to pay attention to would be Frank Clark. Mm -hmm. He's been pretty much absent the entire season. I can't remember his name being called twice in one game. So, you know, he's got to be active and he's got to be there when Chris Jones is able to, you know, make things happen in the middle of the defense. Uh, so that'll be the game plan. And then also you got to sprinkle in a little bit of the honey badger back there, uh, making a few plays. So those will be key ingredients. I don't really see their linebackers being that big a factor. They have Willie Gay back there who was a uh, rookie from Mississippi State, but he's out injured. So that's going to be a playmaker that they're going to miss defensively. Uh, Breland will be there, but the biggest factor is Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Teron Matthew. If they're able to make plays, be in position, and cover up mistakes in, in the, the, the matter of the Honey Badger, then the Chiefs will, will – give Brady some issues and we'll be seeing the pass where Brady throws the football and he turns his shoulder to try to avoid the hit. We'll be seeing that pass a lot if, if they're successful. Yeah. I'll mess up the biscuit off. That's true. But you know, he, as he's gotten older, he's doing the, uh, I would say Peyton Manning did the thing where he threw the football and he closed his eyes before the football was gone. Now, now Tom Brady's known for it throwing the football and trying to turn his shoulder so he doesn't take the hit in the face. So, yeah. But I, th I, I think to, to that point, and that's, I think this is what I like about Tampa Bay, because I feel like this could, this could be one of Brady's most talented teams that he's had probably, probably since those, those Randy Moss Patriots where, you know, you have, you know, you have this, probably his best wide receiver core that he's had. The deepest, of course. You know, the, the deepest. Yeah, certainly. You know, you got, I, I, you know, has he had uh, a running back like Leonard Fournette in a long time? Who was the last running back that he had like Le like a Leonard Fournette? You know, of course, you know, Kirk, you know Kirk last Martin. Kirk, and how long ago was that? <laughs> uh, I didn't have any gray hair yet. Didn't have any gray hair. <laughs> didn't have any gray hair. I probably... If I was hosting a show when Curtis Martin was playing, I'd probably be doing it right now wearing a velour suit, uh, a velour sweatsuit, and an and untied do-rag with a, with a headband over it, and maybe a band-aid over my cheek so I could look like a dark-skinned Nelly. I don't yeah. I, you know. <laughs> That's Wow. Oh, man. Sorry. This is fun, guys. Looking at the clock, we got a couple minutes left, so we're going to go around real quick. I'm going to ask you guys what your actual predictions are for the game. Let's see how we do. So, Ashley, I'll start with you. How do you see the game playing out? Uh, I see Tom Brady getting ring seven. Y'all already know which way I was going. Um, Shocker. Ring seven, Tampa Bay win, in my opinion. It is certainly going to be high scoring, um, but it's going to come down to a field goal. I'm going 38-35 bucks. Um, and um, just to kind of real quick piggyback off of the last question, um, Tampa's defense got to bring it. Um, I, I, Todd Bowles, you better be up right now. Carlton Davis, you better not allow yourself to be toast out there. Carlton Davis, hear me and hear me clear. 
They need to make sure they are bringing enough help. And Todd Bowles don't do a whole lot of blitz. And I know he is a blitz king. I do not think that that is the correct way to go about this game with the way Patrick Mahomes can make plays and get out of dodge and still You just don't want to do that. If they can follow these simple rules and Brady can come in there and do what he do and spread the ball around, I got them winning 38-35. 38-35. Okay. Shocker there. Ashley went with it. Oh, man. What? Oh, the suspense. <laughs> I don't think my old heart could take that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, Mike Platten, I'll ask you next. Then, Kelsey, I'll have you close us out with your with your opinion. So, Mike, what do you got? All right, let's see. I actually have uh, – I had Kansas City winning at first, but I, I've actually started to migrate towards Tampa Bay. Here's the reasons why. Um, I, I look at the Tampa Bay defense. We didn't even mention tonight that they have the best duo at linebacker in the middle of the field on Monte David and also in uh, Devin White. Those two guys run sideline to sideline and make things happen. They're going to cause some problems in this game, and so is rookie Antonio Winfield Jr. So I think the defense there will make the, the plays that need to happen, Antonio Winfield Jr. and uh, Devin White. And it will be the Tampa Bay defense that makes the play to win the game. They still win by three, but a little low scoring, a little bit low, lower scoring than uh, what was mentioned. I got 31-28. Tampa Bay wins in their home stadium. Brady gets ring number seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we're low on time, so I'm going to go straight to Kelsey. How, how do you see it played out? I'll be quick. I feel like we all touched on the great points. I have 38-33 on stage. Who did that? I have Tampa Bay winning. We'll all be singing Ariana Grande's seven rings because that's what Brady is about to get. Winning in the home stadium, making us all shut up, showing that you can do it at 43, and who knows, maybe coming back to do it um, at 44. I do think defense will be a factor. I do have Tampa Bay's defense getting a turnover in this game. I think Patrick Mahomes, again, I think Brady might just – he's going to have to humble him here. <laughs> Because Tom Brady, Tom Brady fashion, he has weapons on both sides of the football. Shout out to the Arians uh, for believing in Brady and now getting it done with Brady. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. All right, Mike Jones. Now, I'll be quick. I think defense wins. I think Tampa Bay will have an advantage with their defensive line against the depleted offensive line from Kansas City. I think. It will be a good game, a close game, but a slight edge to the Buccaneers. I'm going 31-27 Tampa Bay. Oh, y'all making me nervous. I don't like a full panel going for the same team. It's, oh, I'm going to switch it. Well, well, <laughs> well, they be. You better be going to it. Luckily, and Woo. maybe it might just be what I have in this cup. <laughs> somebody has to, we want to know. <laughs> somebody, somebody has to go against the grain. That's right, Mike. And, and, I mean, know, JB, do that. Somebody has to go against the grain. Why not me? All right. I believe that. I believe that Kansas City has the young horses that act, they they have they have the best combination of youthful experience, but know how they know how to do it. I think that defense will force Tom Brady to make a mistake or two. I think Tom, I, I think as great as Tom Brady is, I think this is the Super Bowl he has a chance to look the most human. So I think I, I'm going with Kansas City, and I am going 34-22. Oh. Huh. I have no clue how they're going to get 22. But darn it. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there. I was just It sounds like he's saying that the Bucks might open up, you know, with an uh, end zone tackle, you know, for safety. So I would love to see the defense up like that. First play in the game. I have no clue. Maybe a maybe a a missed extra point or two or something. I I I, I don't know, but that's what that's the score. I said Kansas City, all the way. Big Red with a second Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes with his second Super Bowl. I go against the grain. I will bring all of you guys back next week, and I will laugh at you all for an hour and a half. 
<laughs> I will I will mute all your mics. You will only hear me, and I will laugh at all of you. Oh boy! I'm not available. Yeah. We're gonna find gonna find the Fox Sports Studios. And I'm gonna be up in that for the whole day. <laughs> Ashley, Kelsey, Mike, it has been great. Thank you for jumping on with Jonesy and Brown. It has been a you know you gotta open. Well, Kelsey, Mike, you know you got open invitation. <laughs> Ashley, I'm gonna take executive action. You're welcome to come back. Thank again, you. Sir. But listen, don't let that fool you. JB, JB love the trash talk, y'all. Don't let that fool you. He no. love the trash talk. JB, JB, to the house is not a home. Okay, cool. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us on, though, y'all. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And once again, make sure you tell us what you think of this show. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports, or Jonesy and Brown. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We we there. We ain't got nothing else to do. You hit us up, we'll answer. All right? Unless you say something really, really mean, then we'll ignore you. All right. that's, (laughs) That's pretty much how it works. All right, thank you guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will be back next week on Jonesy and Brown. Peace, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.